Blog Talk Radio. with Alex Okorji and um, well guess what it's Alex Okorji your girl and yes I am broadcasting live from Lagos Nigeria how are you doing people uh, kind of sounds like I'm a little um, a low tempo right uh, <laughs> it's nothing like that I think I've just had um, a pretty long day should I say a pretty long week it's already a long week and um, well it's been you know lots of activities you know Coming right off the back end of Valentine's Day. Oh, and yes, coming coming right from someone who doesn't like who doesn't like Valentine's, right? <laughs> anyway, um, well, it's another Talk Wednesday, and I'm excited to have you all here on the show. If you're listening, wherever you're listening from, this is the Naked Talk, and as always, it's all about straight talk about some of the biggest, you know, experiences. It's about some of the sorry, my dad, um, some of the biggest experiences. Yes. Um, well, um, let me let me just let you know that you know the Naked Talk is the one place where you can feel at home, feel comfortable, um, because like I always say, expression is a sign of strength, not weakness. And um, what I try to do is basically make you know 
um, help, you know, help you to be more aware or self-aware, uh, for lack of a better word. Um, yeah, so we're talking about um, uh, a lot of things today on the show. And, uh, yeah, we, you know, I did say that, um, I did say that um, failure, you know, I, I think that there's no such, no such thing as, um, no such word, sorry, as failure. And failure is a word that I get to hear very often. Um, last week, um, on Valentine's Day, Saturday, I got to spend quality time with um, a couple that I have quite a bit of respect for. Now, it's so funny because I did try to shoot, um, I did try to do a live video, my usual hand video. And um, I had some, you know, I mean, a bit better, but I did share quite a bit of it because I wanted, you know, I, I let um, um my followers and my fans on Hang would know that you know we're going to be having this conversation in radio today, and um, I did say I did talk about not being a mistake, and so this show today is um, a follow up on that conversation that I started, you know, the live video conversation I started on Hang with, not a mistake, and I'm saying there's no such word as failure. Now failure is um, is you know a common word that we all get to hear, and a lot of time you know. Some, you you know, people don't realize that, you know, um, people don't realize that failures, you know, our own failure, failures are fatal, a normal experiences, so to speak, you know, because they think that, you know, they, the fact that they haven't um, achieved their vision or their expectations um, tends to mean that, you know, they're down on their log. And people don't understand that success comes through rapidly fixing our own mistakes rather than, you know, getting things right the first time. So that's where, you know, failure comes from. And my saying there is no such word as failure is not me saying that failure doesn't in itself exist. But what it means is that I have looked at that particular word and rather than see it as something negative to hinder me from achieving my goals and the things that I should or that I would love to achieve, I see the word failure as um, some a tool to help with my growth and my development. I don't know if I'm making any sense. Yes, so this is Still the Naked Talk with Alex Okorji, and I'm very excited to be having the show. Um, we talk. We have quite a bit to talk about. Um, it's going to be a pretty long show. If you're listening to the Naked Talk, come on, get in the chat room. Get in, log into the show and get in the chat room so you can send me your messages or you can pick up your phones and call into the show. You can dial plus one two one five three eight three three seven six six. If you're calling from outside the U.S. of A, at plus one, you know two one five three eight three three seven six six. Or of course, you can send me messages on Twitter. You can hashtag The Naked Talk and tweet at Alex Okorji. And, um, of course, I read your messages right on the show. This is still The Naked Talk, the home for you to feel comfortable. It's all about straight talk, real talk, no pretenses. I tell you like it really is. And we do quite have quite a lot of, to talk about. And I'm going to be re- revealing quite a bit about um, my own personal experiences with failure. Um, but let's take a quick commercial break. And um, we'll be... You're listening to the Naked Talk with Alex Okorji. You're listening to the Naked Talk. It's so uncensored. She keeps it real. 
and sharing our success story. And it was really nice to hear quite a lot of people tell their different stories. And it's funny how you find out that you're we're all we're similar in different ways. I mean, we're we're different, but we're similar. We kind of have something that connects us. And that's what I've realized about the word failure is the fact that failure is a very very common phenomenon, and it's a word that sort of connects quite a lot of us, you know. And you know, we're talking about the stories. I even did get to share my own story about how, you know struggling between a number of things which I'm going to share here on the show. And just having to sit with those women and see that, you know, um, I mean, I do know that I'm not different. I mean, I've done, I mean, I've been, I've been open to sharing a lot about, a lot that has been going on in my life for the last year. So I know that I'm not different. I know that quite a lot of people go through the same. And for those of you listening, wherever you are right now, you need to also understand that um, failure is, is I mean, first of all, life is never always a comedy, and at times life sometimes can be a tragedy. But life is experienced as a constant. It's a never it's a never ending shift between successes and failure. You know, sometimes occurring in moments of one another. Now, it is only human for us to fail. And I personally would know this, you know, from personal experience. Now, now when I when I say that. The word failure does not exist. I've said it that it's not that failure isn't in existence, but my own approach to how I see that word no longer holds me back from being successful. Because, you know, sometimes just the thought of being afraid, you know, just, a, just, just that fear of failing holds us back, you know? Um, I know so many things that I, I know so many things that I've been held back just because I was afraid to fail. You know, just because you're afraid, have you ever had someone who's on the ground is not scared of falling? When you're not scared of falling, you have nothing to lose. You carry yourself like nothing could ever happen to you. But while you're right up there, you're scared of, you know, falling flat on your back. And you tend to take certain precautions that sometimes may hinder you, may hinder you from actualizing your true purpose or taking the needed risks. Sometimes, you know, getting the things that you really want. Um, so when I say, you know, life for me, I, I mean, I remember uh, reading something or listening to something um, on Opera Super Soul Sunday. And um, I think it was a good friend of mine, you know, being she shared that post on Facebook or something. And, you know, it's true. You know, when I say, for me, I think that, you know, failure isn't, a, you know, even success is not a one-time thing. Life is endless. It's a journey. Right, so you can't even say that you know even success in itself is not constant. Success in itself is not permanent. It's a circle. It's a vicious circle. Same way for failure. And if you don't get to experience certain things, how are you going to learn to be successful? Because I see failure as just another opportunity for me to try again. You know, so I tried something, and I think the term mistake. Because I mean, let me connect failure with the word mistake. Because I've heard a lot of times. You know, people refer to someone else as a mistake. They refer to people or actions or choices as a mistake. Now, I do understand that we can make wrong choices, but I don't really think that anything is a mistake. I really feel like all the choices that we make add up together, come together to add up what eventually affects the ultimate goal or the ultimate result. So, yes, it's pretty much, I made a, you know an example of the fact that Okay, you need to make um, a geographical journey, and you choose to go to a particular destination in geographical time will probably take an hour to get there. Now you could take, you could make a choice and take a route, 
right, that would get you there in 30 minutes. So you cover um, a one-hour journey in 30 minutes. But then you can decide to take another route, you know, and it will take two hours or three hours to even cover a one-hour journey. Now, because you could have taken that route thinking it's a shortcut to get to where you're going to, and you might end up, you know, you might make that choice, get on that route and find out that, um, you know, there's a bit of traffic or congestion or, you know, so many things happen on that way in trying to get to your destination. And then it takes you three hours to get there, but it doesn't really stop you from getting there. That's what failure is like. Failure might slow down the progress. It might, you know, it might slow down the progress. You may not get to your destination at the time, but it's not going to stop you from getting there if you keep trying. Now, but what does it do? It will teach you less lessons. It will teach you things you never knew, you never knew. For example, I remember I just, you know, I did an interview, actually did two interviews yesterday, you know, and one of the journalists asked me a question that is pretty much a recurring question every time I do an interview. And, you know, one of those questions always, you know, do you have regrets? And I always say that I don't have regrets. But I do have lessons learned. And sometimes you know how you can keep saying these things and they just sound like another one of those cliches, like, oh, yes, right. You know, we're trying to sound politically correct. You know, you don't want to say the wrong. Of course, how would you not have regrets? But the truth is, I realize that if I don't see, if I see the choices I make, because, yes, we can make wrong choices. We can make bad choices or wrong choices. But if I see those choices as just a delay to my actual goal, if I can see those choices as, you know, elements that would add up to my the ultimate final um, result, I would stop regretting the things that I get to do. I would only learn a lesson because it's more important to come out of those experiences with a lesson than it is for you really to sit down there and be regretting it. So for me, I say to myself, what can I take out of this particular situation? Okay, I've learned that I don't need to do that thing again. I've learned that I don't need to, um, you know, sit out in the rain without an, umbre- without an umbrella or, you know, you just take out the lessons in those particular situations and use them as a tool as the juice that you need to be able to just move ahead, you know? So that's how I feel. Like, now let's talk about failure. You know, let me let me use myself as an example. Now you can um, have quite, you know, we experience a lot of hardships, you know, sometimes maybe because, I mean, some people would say it's your fault or it's someone else's fault. But like I would always say, it's really just a matter of choice. You know, you make a wrong choice, so you end up somewhere. Somebody makes a, a wrong choice as well. It may affect your own life because we are all connected. And we must understand that failure is a constant thing. It's a normal. It's a normal. It's a normal phenomenon. It's a constant thing. We all fail in small things, like staying on a diet. Example: I've been trying to stay on a diet, like lose somewhere. And God, I, let me just tell you, in that area, I don't want to use the word failure. It's just not working. You know, I, I tried to cut out my carbs. I did for like a couple of days. And it's not because I don't have discipline. But then I'm asking myself, you know, I'm trying to find all the right reasons why I should skip me, blah, 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 why I need to follow it through. Um, but the truth is we feel in small things. It could be even you trying to run a five, you know, a five, a 5K marathon race or even just those, you know, I know, I mean, this is February. And some people made a New Year resolution and they keep into it. I'm sure they are feeling that that. Or even just controlling the clutter in your home. Are you a hoarder? Do you just like to buy stuff? 
and just keep it there. You know, you're not going to give it out to anyone, but you're not, you know, you're not going to use it and you're not going to give it away to anyone. You just like to keep things. You know, we also feel in, you know, in larger things like overcoming an addiction. Some people have um, a smoking addiction, drug addiction. Some have sex addiction. Some have shopping addiction. Also, the food addiction, even food addiction. You know, sometimes we feel in areas of our career or even in just holding on to an important relationship or building relationships or even how we nurture, you know, relationships with our friends and our families. Some people are terrible at that. And sometimes these failures may negatively impact our lives. Yes, they may. Right? Um, it could even be marriage. I mean, I've been there. I know what it is to feel in that regard. And I've been very vocal about it. I, you know, I, I, I've never, I've, I've, I learned that, you know, um, I need not to be ashamed of those supposed failures or those wrong choices that I have made. And sometimes it really is daunting because, I mean, why am I having to show today? We need to stop putting that added pressure on ourselves. It's one thing for people, for somebody else to stand out there and call you a failure, and it's another thing for you to accept that name. That's why we're doing the show. So, I mean, somebody can say, oh, this person is a mistake. They can say what they want to say, but they do not know your circumstances. They do not know your vision. They do not understand your challenges and your obstacles. How dare, how dare they stand there and call you names and you accept that? So someone says you're a failure, you accept that truly you're a failure. Of course not. So you have to look at it and say, okay, how do I how do I overcome failing? How do I overcome seeing that term as a negative um, derogatory statement? How do I see, I mean, I don't think there was ever anybody who was great at anything at the first time they tried. Not those who created electricity or light or even those who figured out how to use an internet or online radio. I'm sure the person who first tried to write a book probably never sold how many copies or even you recorded a film or took pictures. I don't think it's ever anybody who didn't have to try and try and try again to be successful at what they are doing. So why then should we see the term failure as a word that, you know, stamps, puts a stamp on the end result? When truly in life, nothing is over until it's over. And when I say it is over, until that life is over, nothing is over, not even for success. So um, why don't you hold that thought? Um, we'll take a, a quick commercial break. And um, plus, we'll be back. Have you pre-ordered your own specially autographed copy of The Naked Experience by Alex Okoroji? From timid girl to confident woman. It will make you laugh. It will make you cry. It will make you cuss. But most of all, it will be a great resource for you and your loved ones. Log on to www.alexokoroji.net to reserve your copy and win two VIP tickets to the book tour in MASH. Naked talk, it's so uncensored. She keeps it real. 
can talk with Alex Okoroji. Okay, we're back. Uh, this is still the Make It Talk with Alex Okoji. And yes, it's your girl, Alex. And uh, yes, I'm broadcasting live from Lagos, Nigeria, in the heart of Africa. So if you're listening, wherever you're listening from, um, get on the show, pick up your phones and call in, share. Let's talk. This is a conversation. Okay, this is a conversation and it's free. You know, you can feel free to join in. The conversation is interactive. I want to know, do you feel like a failure? Do you feel like, I mean, do people uh, um, do, do, do people address you and make you feel like you're no good? Um, have you been cast as done and dusted? Have you been looked down upon by friends and family? Have you been labeled a sour mistake or do you feel like a crappy failure? Wherever you are, just pick up your phone, get in, get on the show, get on the show right now. And let's talk. Let's talk about it. You need to contribute. I, I need to know what your take is. For me, there's no such word as failure. Is there any such word as failure in your own books? Well, I took mine out. I told my off, you know, and I, you know, just squashed it all up and used it to roll on all my, you know, all those people who thought that I would never be something or those who thought that, you know, I failed or I was done. And, and I would use myself as an example. You know, like I said, we can fail in different ways. Let me use career, for example, failure in career. I would know too well about that because, like I said, I don't know if I've talked about this, but I've written about this a number of times in my blog. And, of course, there's a little bit of this element in my book. You know, how – let me first start to say that, you know, I'm one of those creative um, kids. I grew up in a creative family. Um, my dad being a musician and songwriter and writer and show producer and all the creative things you can think of. You know, I grew up in a house of music, books, and films, and I knew that I had a special skills and special talent, but I wanted to be what everybody else wanted me to be, which was, you know, me trying to be a doctor and all that. But now, I, when it got to the point when I actually found out that I could actually make a career of um, creativity, of my art, so to speak, I had this major fear of failure. Now, it took me, I used to be afraid of the camera. I'm still afraid of a still camera. I used to be afraid of a motion camera, you know, the motion picture. I used to be afraid of having a camera in front of me. And that even, in, you know, that even affected my art a little bit because I was scared to let go in front of people. I was ashamed. I felt like the camera was judging me and everyone looking through that camera was going to be judging me. Like if I acted like I was crazy, I was going to be so freaking crazy nobody wanted to touch me. Like, if I was going to cry, people were going to think something was wrong with me. So I had a lot of wall. I had a brick wall in front of my art. And that stopped me from actually giving everything that I could give. Now, when I sit in front of, at the time, it was confusing for me because I was trying to get a hold of of understanding what was happening to me. Because I would be sitting in front of someone and they would think, oh, my God, she's so freaking animated. Like, she's not normal. Like, Alex is crazy. Like, how the hell, you know, like, people can't tell when I'm playing, acting, or being serious, you know, that kind of thing. But then I would be in front of the camera, and I would just shut down. And I didn't know what to do because I just felt like I was being judged. And, and or I felt like people mocking me and saying, okay, that was too dramatic or that's too much. You know, I cared. I worried about the sound of my voice, the tone of my, you know, 
my face? How did my face look while I was crying? Is it pretty enough or is it bad or is my nose all turned up or whatever? But those are the things that stop us. You know, when we worry too much about, when we fear the word failure, when we worry and fear failing, we end up hurting ourselves anyway because we stop ourselves from taking the needed risks to be able to achieve the things that we want. Now, I didn't know that for so long, but caught me that me trying to discover myself and find myself. So 2009 was a great year for me as an actor. Budding actress, you know, trying hard, you know, working. I had, I was busy that entire year. And, I mean, the rest, I mean, everyone knows, this, pretty much everyone here in Nigeria probably knows the story of me, you know, meeting someone and said, having a relationship, getting married, having a child, and just going away to some other town where I knew nobody. And that was very tough. Now, I had to deal with, conditional depression to automatically becoming the mother of some little thought that I didn't know what to do with that. My body had changed. Location had changed. I found out, you know, all of a sudden it dawned on me that I wasn't in love, as in love as I thought as I was. All of those things affected me. I was depressed. I couldn't work. Now, anybody who knows me knows Alex is a workaholic. And me having to be in an environment where I couldn't even utilize any of my skills, I just felt useless. I felt depressed. I felt frustrated. Like, I didn't know what to do with myself. And I was in an environment where people were running away to go to my own country to become celebrities. And I left that country to come somewhere. I didn't even know anybody. And it was like I was starting all over again. So I went from being this tiny fish in a big pond to being nothing and nothing, you know, like. And that was frustrating for me. Now, having to deal with all of that and just trying to decide what I needed to do moving forward and addressing that and leaving, you know, Accra, leaving Ghana to come back to Nigeria and deciding, you know, I found that I, you know, I'd lost contact with a lot of people. You know, I didn't know where to start from, you know. And then, of course, there were new crop of actors in the market, people are taking over from where I stopped. It was almost like I didn't even know how to address myself. If I called myself, you know, if I used my new last name, nobody was even going to know who I was. So how do I introduce myself to introduce myself as Alex Okoroji, something else? Or do I introduce myself as Alex Okoroji? All of that could be confusing for any first-time mother or anybody who's, who went from trying to build a brand to all of a sudden becoming somebody else because I had a new identity. Now, that identity was going to mark, was not, wasn't going to help me in my career. I didn't know what to do. Now, imagine all of the frustration and the challenges of coming back to see the people you had started off working with. I saw a lot of the, all the actors that we all started working at the same time who seemed to have made a lot of progress, seemed to have become big stars, seemed to have become so much successful, and I felt like I, was, I wasn't really achieving much. Right? Now, that can be demoralizing for anybody who's trying to build a career because you're looking at your mates and your contemporaries and say, oh, my God, they're doing way better than I'm doing. I've, you know, I've allowed this to slow me down. How do I move forward? How do I get back in touch? How do I? Now, I would know that because that was a struggle for me. I couldn't sleep at night for days. I had suffered from insomnia for so long. I still have issues with sleep, like with insomnia. But, you know, it's become different now, you know. Um, and I did try to get back, get it, you know, try to connect, contact a couple of people. But even contacting people was a big deal for me. And that's where failure, you know, failure has a major, a major um, control over us. Because it affects our ego. It's pretty much, you know, about our, you know, it's pretty much, it's pretty much our ego telling us, oh, um, 
you know, we can't do this, we can't do that. Um, you know, how because for me I was like, How the hell how do I pick up my phone now and call someone and call a director and say, you know, I want a job. I don't know how to solicit for this kind of thing. I don't know how to beg anybody. I don't want to beg anybody. I just you know and you're thinking about all of these things and saying to yourself, How are you gonna even make any sort of um change or progress if you're if you don't put away your ego and do the needful, do the things that you really need to do. Now, when it comes to failing, our egos are our own worst enemies. As soon as things start going wrong, our defense mechanisms kick in, tempting us to do what we can to stay safe. You know, yet, it's a real normal reaction. So we're like, okay, you know, I don't want to be, I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed to say that I'm, a single mother, or am I ashamed to say that my marriage is not working? And at the time when everybody asks me, how's your husband? I'll say, oh, he's fine. How's your husband? Oh, my husband is fine. When I'd been separated for, you know, wow, I wasn't even sure what I wanted to do. I wasn't sure if I wanted to go back. And I was telling them it's fine. How's, how's, how's your marriage? Oh, I'm enjoying it. Why am I telling people I'm enjoying something that I am not enjoying? Because I'm scared of them judging me as a failure that I failed in that area. Now I'm going to go to the area of love, marriage, and relationships, but we're still talking about career. So. Now, having to do that, I had to ask myself, okay, Alex, you're back. I got to do a couple of jobs. I did a few television shows. I can be connected back with an old TV show I used to do. I was replaced when I left. When I got back, I got my old job back. I did that for a while. I did a couple of other few, I did a couple of few movies. But I also found out that this new experience that I had had changed me a bit. I realized that I was now at a mental level a higher mental level than I was when I left, when I took my little break, my, my little heat. So I found out that I was at a higher mental level. I also found out that creatively, I also had a higher standard. So I was looking at it and said, okay, you know what? A few years ago, I would have shot this kind of movies. But now I cannot shoot just any crappy movie. I want to shoot only the best. And we know that all the best, mediocrity, when it comes to mediocrity, mediocrity is everywhere. And the best is usually very few, very limited. Now, I want to work with only the best. But I had my ego, and I didn't want to go start begging anybody and saying I wanted to do this. How was I going to do this? I go to a couple of auditions, but we all know how that rolls. And for me, that was really, really, really frustrating because I'm like, oh, how am I going to cope trying to get back in the game and all of that? And it was in in the midst of all of that frustration that I started writing again. I mean, I used to write screenplays before I left, but I started writing again. But this time, I was penning my own thoughts. And sometimes it hurts so bad that I have, you know, I would have to write down stuff. And some people would say that I was bitter or I was angry. But it was nothing like that. It was just me releasing the truth for what it was and just letting it come out. And that's how I built, you know, that's how Alexandra and Hanik Kethos was born. And off the, you know, off the top of that, I realized, you know, you have all of these skills and nobody is going to blow your trumpet if you don't blow your trumpet. So you've been doing voiceovers. You've been doing one or two radio shows, damn it. You write all these things. Why don't I have a freaking blog? Like, you know, you can act. Yes, if you have some money, make create your own productions where you can act, tell the kind of stories you want to tell. You know, you don't have to be, create the job. Build your own career yourself. You really don't need somebody to come there and empower you. Empower yourself. Tap into your pain, Alex. Tap into your failures and use it as a tool to drive you into relevance and success, which is what I've been doing, which is what I'm still doing. And 
that for me was the first time that I finally liberated myself. I was in touch with the truth. I was in touch with the reality, um, the reality on ground. I was in touch with my circumstance, and I no longer had to lie to myself. Now that's one thing we're going to talk about. I'm going to later on in the show. I'm going to talk about um, just you know the wrong ways to react to failure, and usually one of those ways is denial. You know, it seems to be the hardest thing in the world to admit that we've made a mistake and we try to put it right. It requires us to challenge a status quo out of our own making. Now you know it's hard. Sometimes people are shocked when they see me share when they read me share certain things on my blog and I talk about my my you know my past relationships for example I talked about my obsession with Tyga I talked about my issue with my marriage and just my ex just little little things not to run anybody down not to I even talk about myself and my mistakes but to deal with it because it's the, an issue that's not addressed is not addressed. You can't get over something you haven't addressed. You can't continue to run away from your problems. You have to address them head on. And so for me, the easiest way for me to do was accept that these things happened. I made wrong choices. I made, you know, blah, 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 blah. Things didn't work out the way I planned. But now that I know, I know that I need to do things differently. So that's, you know, in the area of career. So in the area of career, um, if you're going through setbacks, Go back again and look at, you know, the skills that you have. You can, you know, you can um, shadow a few people, you know, shadow a few people or ask a couple of people for their opinions. If you have ideas, you can run them through a couple of people. And try to get feedback, you know. Try to, you, you if something's not working, if that particular thing that you want to do, try another way of getting around it. So for me, I wanted to do a radio show. Let me talk about that. I want to do a radio show. For two years, I tried to get on terrestrial radio in my home country. And I was like, okay, fine. I tried to do, try to raise the money to do that. And it was a lot of money to run a network show because I, wasn't even, I didn't even want to do a small show. I didn't want to do a small show in one station just, in, you know, just to a particular small demography around, you know, geographical spots. I wanted to do a network show so the entire country could hear my show. I didn't want to be limited by a geographical uh, um, uh, uh, zones and all of that. But here's what I couldn't afford it. Two years and meeting someone to be able to sit me down and say, hey, why don't you try it this way? Why don't you do this? And I realized now I can, I have my radio show. It's not on terrestrial radio. It's online and it gives me the freedom that I want. So if I didn't feel, if I had gotten terrestrial radio, I probably wouldn't be able to sit here right now to broadcast to millions of people all over the world who can listen to this show and access this show. Because you do a live show on FM radio, it's done, it's done. But I'm doing this, and if anybody misses my live radio, they can go back to my blog, they can go back to my radio channel and listen to the archive, they can listen to the archive show or listen to my pod, to the podcast on my blog, or even download it on iTunes. So that failure, me not being able to raise the money at the time, I thought it was done and dusted. I thought it was done. I would never be able to host a radio show. Where was I going to be able to find, I'm talking about in tens of millions for just one quarter? And my, I and my partner, we thought about it. We had meetings with different brands who wanted to do the show. They were excited. They were this, they were that. But you know how it is. But here's what, if I didn't fail, I wouldn't have known that I could actually do this online for less than what it would cost me with my own freedom and I have control over what I want to do. So sometimes we need to tap in and understand that persistence pays off. You can't, it, I think it sucks really to just, you know, 
throw it all away and say because it didn't work the first time around, you know, it's not going to work. Let's forget about it. No. They say if you're, I keep saying this, the particular quote that I always like to quote, if you are persistent, you will get it. Believe me, you stay on it. My father told me, you know, stay on it. Stay on it. If, you're stay on, if you stay on it or you stick with it, you will get it. If you, you know, if you, if you, if you're consistent after you get it, if you are consistent with whatever it is you're doing, you will definitely keep it because it's one thing to get it, another thing to keep it. So, um, let me not, let, you know, let's take a quick, you know, just hold that thought, don't go anywhere. This is still the Naked Talk. Let's take a quick commercial break, and uh, we will be back. QTAB Events, your one-stop shop. For A-class events and entertainment, international artist management and promotion, logistics management, project management, and brand enhancement, with affiliates across South Africa, UK, Benin Republic, Togo, Ghana, Ivory Coast, Burkina Faso, and Cameroon. Won't you rather let our dynamic team treats you like the respectable clients that you are, taking away the stress from your business. Taking away the stress from your business. Naked Talk is the one place where you can feel comfortable to be who you really are. And you need not apologize for who you've become and your experiences because, you know, our experiences are really what shape us. You know, they're, they're really what shape us into who we really become. If I didn't go through some of the things that I went through, I probably wouldn't be this person who's sitting right here, you know, telling you all of this not-so-great thing <laughs> and stuttering her way through all of this, you know. Um, uh, I... I was talking to you before we went on the commercial break, and I said, you know, I was talking to you about failure in career. I remember talking about failure in love, you know, marriage and relationships. For me, for example, I did have my own share of failure in that, you know, in that zone. I know too well how it is to, what it feels like to lose love, to have lost love and all of that. I mean, I did spend, um, find myself in a marriage um, that I, if I would be honest with myself, I didn't love the person as much as I thought that I did. And 
I don't even mean that in, I mean that in the way that I see love to be now. At the time, for me, love was basically what everyone thinks love is. People think love is, you know, a feeling, butterflies in your stomach, and all of those, you know, really sweet things that we get today. But the truth is that I found out that, you know, love really is patient, love is kind, love is forgiving, love is giving, love is sacrifice, love is, honestly, love is, love, love doesn't insist on its own way, in its own, insist on its own way. Love is compromise. You know, love is um, sincere. Uh, love is not jealous, love doesn't have ego. And None of the, the love that I felt wasn't anything close to any of the things I just mentioned right now. So when I do say that I didn't love the person enough, um, I'm being sincere because that's what how I see love right now. Now, but I did have somebody that I was um, in love with um, and pretty obsessed with for a number of years. And I mean, I write, you know, he made up quite a portion of my blog posts on my blog because there's always something to relate to Tiger. And I only, you know, recently let go the idea. Uh, and that's the thing about, you know, failure. Uh, sometimes, you know, I was talking about one of the wrongest ways to deal with failure, which is chasing your losses. You know, we're so anxious not to draw a line under a certain decision or choice we make that we regret, that we end up causing more damage while trying to erase it. For example, a poker player who's just lost some money or a gambler, somebody who's just lost some money, will probably be primed to make even riskier bets than they normally take in a hasty attempt to win back the money that they lost and erase that supposed mistake. Now, I would use myself you know, as an example in that line. I would say, for example, with with Tiger, it was, um, and Tiger is not his real name, <laughs> you know, um, with Tiger, um, he did care about me. He did love me, but not as enough, not enough as much as, not as enough, or he didn't love me enough, or as much as I wanted. And I think one of the biggest part of it was really the fact that it became an obsession. I mean, yes, I did care about him in so many ways, and I loved him and all of that. Probably still do. But what I realized is that for every time he, I couldn't understand why he didn't care as much as he did. It became a challenge for me, and I was chasing a challenge. You know, my ego stepped in. It was more about me chasing my losses, and I wanted to be—I wanted to conquer that challenge. So it wasn't any more really about the fact that I couldn't understand and see why he didn't. It was more like I just couldn't get why every other man had a thing for me, and this one that I had a thing for was losing me. I wanted to make sure he was one of those conquerors, and I tried everything. Nothing I didn't do. I overcompensated. Try to be the, you know, try to be the back pocket girl. I did everything that I could. At the time, in my own understanding of what love really was to be accepted. But what I've realized about failure is that sometimes it's also okay to accept defeat. It's okay to understand that, you know, you may try your best and your best may not exactly be good enough. And it's okay. So if the moment I stopped looking at him not loving me back the way that I wanted as failure, I stopped obsessing about not having that love. Right? I stopped trying to do all the things that I wanted to do. And I just saw him as a friend and started to feel genuine love for him. And, and, you know, and, you know, that saying that says when you truly love somebody, you let them, that's what I did. And I said, you know what? Now I, I feel like I graduated to a particular place in my life emotionally where I could say, you know what? It's okay. 
I'm done. I'm letting you go. Feel free. Do whatever you want to do. It's over. It's fine. I'm comfortable. I'm fine with where I am. If you don't feel anything, it's okay. I understand. I respect you. I respect it. And that's okay. That's cool. So um, I think, you know, that's what, first of all, you know, trying to understand that we, we don't need to chase our losses. And we need to understand at some point, because if we keep looking at failure as a negative thing, then we are trying to manage the perception of what it looks like if we didn't get that. It would hurt, yes, you know, so we're trying to deal with all that hurt and that anger and that pain. And what would people think if people find out that, you know, your marriage wasn't successful or your relationship wasn't successful or you don't want the world to think somebody used you and dumped you? Who freaking cares? Like, seriously, who freaking cares about this kind of thing? At the end of the day, you have to understand that nobody understands what your purpose is, what your vision and your goal is. You're the only one who understands what you want to do with your life. And you have to come to that place where you're so self-aware of the fact that you can, to a large extent, um, handle what life throws at you and handle it in a way that you're able to. You know, you find out that you see some of the most high-spirited, happy people. And not people who have a great life, but just people who have learned how to manage their pain and their challenges and their, you know, and their obstacles. Now, purpose, you know, for me, if I didn't experience any other things, I found out that at the end of the day, I found out what my real purpose in life is. It's the fact that I am not just here to live my life for myself. I'm here to share my gift and my talent and my skills with the rest of the world. I'm not even chasing success anymore. I'm just trying to say, you know, um, chase success, you know, if you a successful person doesn't really chase, chase relevance. So I'm trying to bring value to the lives of other people, bring value to myself first. If I bring value to myself and I can use the value, tap into that value inside of me and spread it across to other people. So um, let's talk, let's, let's talk a little bit about um, an encouraging guide to overcoming failure because I know a lot of people are going to be like, okay, so all of this great talk, you shared your story, you've told us this, you told us that. Uh, how then best can we now overcome failure? Um, first things we have to notice is that we're similar in so many ways. I know there are so many people who can tap into what I've just said. I mean, for example, if you had to go into a cinema and watch a movie, even for the script writer knows that they cannot create a character who hasn't experienced some sort of failure in that movie or hindrance or challenges or obstacle. If the lead character or the actor in the film hasn't experienced any sort of challenge, then even the audience cannot relate with that story because we know that in real life, we all tend to deal with things day out. We're all dealing with so much. And I keep saying, I've got pain, you've got pain, but can your pain ease my own pain? You know, that's where we need to come to. Can your pain ease my own pain? Can we make ourselves feel like it's okay. Can we can we give ourselves hope? Uh, so um, let's talk about an encouraging guide to overcoming failure. First of all, we need to admit that we experience it. Now, despite the fact that you know pain failure is universal, and um, we all, <laughs> it's funny how we as human beings go through so much. We go through great lengths to hide it and mask it. We are ashamed to let people know that we fail. We had our weaknesses. It's almost like we're scared to worry about people judging us and what they have to say. So, yes, you know, you're not a great cook. You suck at it. Let the world know that's who you are. You suck at it, my friend. Um, you know, you, you, you're, sh- you're shitty with relationships. You don't know how to keep your friends. You 
drive people away. You're a complete mess. You are a complete mess. And up until you accept that you are a complete mess, you will never be able to overcome it. So I think the first thing is that we need to admit that we experience these things, which is why, you know, for the naked thought for me is beyond just, you know, you know, the naked brand in itself, you know, me having to do the naked talk and having to do the naked talk, share stuff on my blog and tell people what I go through and how I deal with what the, the joys and the pains of being a single mother, a single divorced mother, and sometimes the loneliness that I feel, even the confusion I feel because now here's the thing. There are lots of options out there. Like, you know, there's so many people who want to date you, who want to marry you. So they throw so many things at you. And there's even that confusion of you having to decide who's the best person to be with. Because you're not even sure if people want to be with you because you're a celebrity. Or people want to be with you because they think you're beautiful. Or people want to be with you for what they can get out of you. Or people really just want to be with you because they actually do genuinely care about you. Now that can be very confusing. So even that in itself. You know, as a but I have to come out and open myself and bear myself and be naked and be vulnerable and be expressive and expose myself because I have come to a point where I admit that I experience, I make bad choices and I experience failure. So you need to start first, one, at admitting that you experience it. Two, we need to recognize that failure is common. Now, what am I saying? Because we know that all of us, we can find comfort knowing that <laughs> we are not alone. So when I remember someone, you know, asked my mom at the time when it was still very, you know, someone asked, oh, how's your daughter? How's her marriage? And I was like, eh. And I told my mom, I said, you know what? I'm not the first person to get divorced. And I would not be the last. And I'm not the only single mother who has to struggle with trying to keep a, build a career, keep a career and raise a good, you know, raise a child and raise um, a good, healthy child. I'm not the only one who has to, you know, juggle different, juggle a busy schedule, sorry to say, juggle a busy schedule. I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one on online radio. I'm not the only one who has a monopoly to the, all the marriage of beautiful ideas I have in my head. The fact that you realize that you're not the only one going through whatever frustration or pains or obstacles or experience, or, you know, you're not the only one experiencing failure. We can find comfort in that, and that helps us to build a positive attitude to dealing with failure in itself. Now, we also need to look for look out for personal responsibility because um, our initial tendency usually is when we experience failure, it is to blame other people. You know, we blame other people. After all, you know, it's okay to admit, you know, defeat is to admit defeat. Rarely do we actually look inward and blame ourselves. You know, rarely do we look inward and take responsibility for our actions. Rarely do we look in and say, you know what, I think I, I messed up big time. I think that's my, you know, I think I made a really bad choice. Alex, you know you need, a, you know you need to knock on your head you made a really bad choice. And that's something that I learned to do. I learned to laugh at my own mistakes. I learned to laugh at myself. Um, I learned that, that um, you know, before anyone before anyone is going to mock me, I would be the first to mock myself. You know, so me being able to take responsibility for my actions, if I say if I say that, oh, I had a bad marriage, I had I had a role to play in that. If someone 
if someone abuse, abuses you or abuses you or abused you, if someone abuses you, if someone abuses you, if someone abuses you and um, um, if, if someone abuses you, if someone abuses you and, um, you know, takes advantage of you, maybe you, um, not to say that, but you have to take responsibility for the fact that you let them do this to you. And you have to try to deal with that failure by saying, okay, what role did I play in this? And how do I need to get myself? How do I need to stop myself? You know, if I have um, a stack full of debt to pay and I'm owing so much money, you know, you have this issue with death and you're owing a lot of money. You have to sit back and say to yourself, okay, I'm owing so much money and these people, different people keep calling me every day. They're not going to let me breathe because I, I have to pay all of this debt. But you also need to look at yourself, look in words and say, maybe I'm buying things or taking up things that I really necessarily do not need. Maybe I have a role to play. Maybe this is my response. Okay, yes, I have, you know, a mortgage to pay. I have this, I have that. But is there something? Is this a bad habit? Is there something that I am doing that I don't really need to do that I can actually do without to lessen, you know, the you know to lessen the debt that I you know the power of building. Those are things we need to look back in our lives and take. Then we also need to um, number four process our weakness. We need to find ways to process our weakness. You know, um, um, someone did once say once said that the unexamined life is not worth living. And this holds true in both success and in failure. You know, when failure occurs, which it always will, whether we all like it or not, the wisest of us journey inward to determine the cost and intentional steps we can take to learn from the experience. And in time, we'll learn to champion humility. So we must go through process our weakness, you know. For me, back to same, the things that I say, you know, half the time that I needed to write articles on my blog and talk about love, and, you know, the re- naked realities of love and relationships and all of that. And, you know, sometimes even me, even when, you know, with the Ask Alex, I used to, I get a lot of questions that people are asking, but I still have a lot of questions I need to answer. And sometimes I to be able to give the right answers to people. Because I always say that as um, even as a self-help mentor, it's not because I have the answers. It's not because my life is perfect. It's not because, um, you know, I'm sitting somewhere reading up on what. I can only tap into what I know based on experience. I don't pretend to have the answers. I don't pretend to be a life coach. But I've helped myself get over my depression. I've helped myself deal with the issues in my life. And I can tap into that and use that to help others. So we must sometimes go back inwards and process our weakness and see where we may have gone wrong in the choices that we made. Now, we don't need to beat ourselves up on it, but we need to know, okay, so I was, you know, I was supposed to take, you know, I could have taken a particular route that would have gotten me to my destination in one hour because that is the average traveling time. But I did take some other route because I thought there was going to be a shortcut, and it took me even longer, three hours to get there. Now, I need to know that if I try that once, I try that twice, I try that a third time, and it still takes me two, three hours to get to a one-hour destination, then I know something is wrong with that particular choice that I've made. I know something wrong with that route. And I need to process why I keep having to take that particular route. Is it because 
um, I just hate change. I have a problem with change. Or is it because it's become a habit that I can't get? You know, why is it someone in particular likes to go through that? What is the reason I keep taking that particular route to try to get to a destination that I know I can cover, you know, using another direction or in less time? So those are the things we need to do. Now, five, we also need to let go of the factors outside our control. Yes. Um, one of the most hope, you know, one of the most hope-filled moments in life is when we can actually find the courage to let go of things that we cannot change. Um, that 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 is something that I had to learn myself the hard way, because you know it's very easy to want something and desire something and say you know, I'm going to go after it, but then you need to also realize when it's no longer about your own efforts. It's no longer about what you need to do to get it. It's no longer about how much perseverance you have or how much uh, persistence, you know, yeah, how much perseverance you have or how much you're willing to put into that. You also need to look at the other factors outside of you and say, okay, my own impute outside for this work, you know, and the best way to explain this is looking back at my relationship with Tiger and saying, okay, you know what, um, I do care about this person. This person kind of cares about me, but he doesn't care about me enough. He's not, he doesn't care about me the way that I want him to do. But I cannot continue to kill myself over this. I cannot continue to make myself unhappy because I'm not getting what I want. Um, maybe it's time for me to accept that this is something that I cannot change. This is something that I don't have any control over. And the moment I was able to do that, that was the moment that I felt free. I just felt a big sigh of, you know, I, I just felt free and I saw him differently and I haven't been happy, you know, I'm, and I mean, yes, I'm, not to be too religious, you know, God is, God knows who deserves to stay in your life, who deserves to be in your life and who doesn't. And sometimes we don't need to fuss this thing, you know, even with my marriage, I had to tell myself, okay, other things aside, you look at this person, can you leave with some of these things? Can you leave with some of these traits? Is this person ever going to change those things that you want them to change? If it looks like this person is never going to change, you have to ask yourself straight straight up hot talk with yourself. Can I leave with this? If you cannot leave with this, then it's okay for you to walk away and accept that failure, accept that you failed in that area. And it's okay. It's fine. You know, It's a circle. You'll find somebody else. You'll move on with your life. It will be another. There will be another happy day. Nothing stays the same forever. Not even pain. At some point, you know, pain heals. Time heals all pain. So, for me, those are the things that I ask myself. Then we also need to understand that we go through pain. I just, you know, I was talking about pain because we live in a society, you know, that passionately committed to avoiding pain. People are always looking for ways to avoid pain. We're always looking for ways, you know, easier cuts. Should I wait? What is the fastest route to be successful? How, you know, nobody wants to hustle hard for anything. Even I will use that as an example. You know, I I I have a I had a major problem with the word hustle. You know, it kind of makes you look like you're on you're solicited for. You're you're trying too hard. I, I remember when I first started blogging, I kept thinking, oh my god, you know how do how am I gonna? I don't like sending broadcasts. And I hear people say it all the time. I hate sending broadcasts. I mean, you're on social media, right? You're using like I you're using like instant messengers. You have your BBM BlackBerry Messenger and your WhatsApp, and you have something to sell, and you have a problem with using one of the facilities of you know BBM, which is broadcast, because 
you care so much about perception and you don't want to seem to be a butter or you don't want to seem like you're trying to hide or you're hustling hard. And I keep asking myself, all of the most successful people in the world, didn't they hustle hard? They did. They were not ashamed to knock down on every door and tell, sell their products. They were not ashamed to pack at everyone and approach every single person they could approach to sell what they had to sell or what they have to sell. So why should I be ashamed of sending broadcasts and BCs because somebody's going to be think I'm being a pest or a bother? Now, I'm not going to um, spam people, but at the same time, how best am I going to tell you that I have this thing to sell if I don't share with you? So I had to learn to deal with that and understand that I, you know, I understood that I needed to do what I needed to do, you know, to get through it. I, I needed to stop looking at how society will perceive my struggle. You know, I needed to stop looking at how society will perceive my struggle or, how, you know, what people will say or how people will feel. If you don't blow your own trumpet, who's going to blow yours for you? Because people are busy trying to blow their own trumpet. So if you don't blow your trumpet and nobody's blowing your trumpet for you, you're going to be sitting down and then you're not going to be producing any music. So for me, I decided I needed to forget what society is going to think. I'm looking for shortcuts. I'm not worried about the hard way I love to work and I want to work to get to where I need to go to. And only people who, you know, understand that they grow through pain actually get to their destination and see their vision through. Um, forgive. We are, yes, number seven, we have to forgive. We need to forgive, um, especially partly if a result, if our failures are a result of someone else, you know, someone else's decision or choice. We need to understand that it's okay to forgive. And like I said, if we see failure as a positive tool that can be used to take us to our destination, then we will understand that we need not blame others for what they do to hurt us or what they do to stall us because, you know, um, we're only polishing ourselves for the future. Now, um, we need to, number eight, we need to turn to others. Um, Nothing successful navigates, nobody successful, sorry, navigates, you know, life alone. We must realize that when the hope inside of us begins to fade, the moment we start to feel like there's no hope, we need to look for hope in others. Um, we can either turn to family, we can turn to friends, if family is not available. Uh, and if friends are not available, we can look for intentional communities around us to find support. I mean, and this is, you know, this holds true with people who have to deal with addiction. If you see yourself as a failure because you've been battling an addiction and you've not been able to conquer it, you've not been able to conquer it and get over it, then um, you need to find, like, you know, interest groups, support groups, people that help you to deal with, you know, whatever it is that you're feeling. Um, you know, and, and and that takes, you know, takes me, you know, um, back to what I'm doing right now. Um, why am I, you know, doing this self-help radio show? Really is to help other people, you know. I'm trying to make, you know, create, the, I mean, the Naked, you know, the Naked brand really is about, the Naked brand really is about um, just trying to, motivate other people to open up themselves and be comfortable with being vulnerable and be more aware, aware of what's going on in their lives and be more in touch with themselves, with their experiences and all of the things that they're doing. So this is 
and it's 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 like what I'm doing with the ABC, you know, the Alex Block community. It's create a place where people can interact, they can motivate, and they can share, you know. So um, if you don't have friends to be there for you. Um, you don't have family that you can share stuff with. You can find communities. For example, people send me their messages every day. You know, send me messages on Ask Alex because they want my opinion on something. Because they want my opinion. They want my opinion on something and they want my thoughts and they want me to help them go, you know, just get through some of the, the distress that they have. And I try my best to do so. Um, let's take a quick commercial break. And um, don't forget, don't go anywhere. Um, just hold on, just stay there, and uh, we'll be back. Have you pre-ordered your own specially autographed copy of The Naked Experience by Alex Okoroji? From timid girl to confident woman. It will make you laugh, it will make you cry, it will make you cuss, but most of all, it will be a great resource for you and your loved ones. Log on to www.alexokoroji.net to reserve your copy and win two VIP tickets to the book tour and match. Okay, we're back. Uh, this is still the Naked Talk with Alex Okoroji. And uh, if you've been listening, we've been talking about failure. And I keep saying there is no such word as failure. For me, in my own book, I taught that word. I taught that word. I taught that page a long time ago. And I thought, you know, tossed it out the window. I kind of used it on those, you know, who just thought that I was done. You know, there. sometimes we find ourselves in environments with um, certain people who just think that they're more successful than you or they're ahead of you or that you're a mistake or a failure. They think you're not going to be, you're not going to amount to anything useful. Um, but they don't know, they don't know you. You know, they don't know what your goals are. They don't know um, what your your plans are, what your intentions are. They cannot stop you from, they cannot stop you from achieving your goals. So for me, I took out that word failure. You know, failure doesn't exist in my own book. Because I only see it as another as another opportunity for me to try again, and I will keep trying and keep trying until I succeed. That's how I see it. Now we've been talking about, and I've been sharing quite a number of things to do to overcome failure, and um, you know, just being able to achieve, leaving, being able to achieve our vision and our goals, and just leaving up to expectations. And you know, it's it's quite you know funny because there've been quite a number of you know popular quotes on, 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 on failure. And, um, but 
um uh, back to overpowering you know just back to um being able to deal with failure or how to overcome failure um number nine, we should share our stories <laughs> that's something major, and this you know we should share our stories now we must understand that whatever we experience it may not happen right away. Some failures take longer to process than others. We may not really know where we stand with that. We may not even know how to address it or how to get over it or how to deal with it. But in due time, eventually, we find an opportunity to share our story. And when we find that opportunity, we must share it. Yes, we must share it. We should share it with honesty and humility. But we must share our stories because it's only when we do share our stories that we truly realize that we have overcome that failure and we also use it to empower someone else. And uh, it is true that we discover the need to provide hope, like I said, strength and an encouragement to others. We find influence for good and we begin to make sense of our failings. So failure is never the end. It is instead a necessary part of the journey that we have to go through in life. So, um, and and yes, you know, it's 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 true because the only reason I can sit back here now and say, Oh, I talk I talk about this and I talk about that and I share my thoughts and I'm very straightforward and I'm open about this and people can refer to me as Miss Truth or say, Oh, she's a queen of naked expression or um the Duchess of Naked Talk. I didn't give myself that. <laughs> That's the honor truth. I didn't call myself that. You know, all of this terms and all these names, you know, are coming from other people. It's just people who send me messages and say, oh, you're the queen of naked expression, Alex. And I take it with, to be honest, it can be flattering, you know, in some way. But to be honest with you, I take it with all sense of humility. And I take it um, with a sense of uh, genuine pride. Not because I think, you know, not because, you know, there's some fancy term or some fancy name, but because it makes me realize that people can actually recognize what it is that I'm, what the true content or the true purpose for why I do what I do. So when somebody says, refers to me as mistruth, the person, then that means my truth resonates with that person. It means that the person understands my struggle and my journey and my passion and the pain and all of that and they can see some sense and it helps today i was you know checking my facebook page i haven't been you know i haven't really interacted on facebook for so long i mean i do go and i post stuff but i haven't really had one-on-one a long time with a lot of my fans and it's funny because i receive all of these messages and they're usually there and so today i took some time to respond to a couple of comments I even messed around a bit with a couple of people who were trying to bully me online. You know how it was online bullies. I replied some messages, some pun intended, tried to make fun of a few people, and did try to reply quite a number of messages. I found out today that, the, you know, this particular lady who sent me a, an email, sent me a mail last year um, talking about um, she found herself in a particular situation. And I was so proud today to see that she just gave birth to a baby. Last year, she did send me an email talking about um, she had found herself pregnant. She was a virgin who had a relationship with someone, and um, he knocked her up, got her pregnant, and left her. And she didn't know what to do. She was stuck with a pregnancy, um, and she comes from a very religious family. And she was really worried about 
what her family was going to say and what they will do to her and how she was going to cope as a single mother and how she was going to move ahead. She didn't know how she was going to do any of those things. And she did write to me. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. She did write to me. She wrote me um, a mail, a message on Facebook, and a very long message. And we kind of talked about it for a while. She wanted my opinion and my thoughts. And um, at the time, I hadn't started to ask Alex on the blog yet. But I did send her, you know, she did tell me she was worried. She wanted to know, I mean, and she felt like she could share that with me. And me being a single mother, I think she just wanted to hear firsthand from me what it felt like to be, to raise a child alone. <clears throat> and even though my my circumstances is a little very different from hers, point is I am a single mother, whether I like it or not. Whether I got divorced or separated or had a child out, of, you know, within wedlock or out of wedlock, it makes a difference. The point is I'm raising my child alone. Now, I did tell her that she was stronger than she gives herself credit for. And we talked about a number of things, and I told her, you know what, we know that your family cares about you and love you. They're going to judge you. That's for sure. What you have to do is be ready for it. But you also need to know that um, the person who raises a child isn't always the sperm donor. So I look at the person who, who donates the sperm as a sperm donor. It's always the sperm donor who raises a child. A father is who raises a child. A father isn't who donates the sperm. So if you see whatever obstacle you're going through right now as something to push you to be better, something you can learn from, not seeing it as a failure, your life will be better for it. And I'm glad that she took that advice because she was contemplating taking out the pregnancy and all of that. And I found out today, oh, no, she did it. She's married. You know, all in the space of, you know, well, she's married. She found somebody who loved her, accepted her in the pregnancy, got married to her. And, you know, they have a baby now. And I was so proud to just see that. We haven't been in touch for a while, but just to see that, it's, you know, it was, it's not always as bad as it looks. It looks like the world is going to come to an end. So what? You didn't make it. So what? You didn't go the way you planned. But there would always be a lesson to take out of it. And I'm, I'm so proud of her. I did send her a message today to say, you know, I'm so proud of you. I saw that, you know, you just had a baby. Congratulations. And it's nice to know that, you know, we can share some of our stories and our pain to provide hope and strength and encouragement for other people. Um, well, this is still the Naked Talk. Like I said, if you know anyone who needs to hear this, let them get it. You know, get them to get on um to get on the radio channel and listen to, of course, the they can always you can always listen to the archive show. You can always still come back and listen to the archive show. Even if you're listening to the show right now, you can always come back and listen to the archive show. And you can share it with your friends, you know, and families and those who need, you know, encouragement. Um, don't forget, you know, pain is failure is universal. We all get to experience it. I've experienced it. I'm not ashamed of the failures that I've, you know, I only find, you know, I I found out that the they helped me to become, you know, the person that I am. If I didn't have my son, if I didn't go through the struggles, how would I know what I'm saying when I'm writing what I'm saying on my blog? So all of these things are things that add up to to create the end result. And I like the end result that's happening to me. I like who I'm becoming every day. I'm still on my journey, still discovering myself, but I like the fact that I understand now that failure is a path of life. Um, well, if you're listening, wherever you're listening in the world, if you still want to um, – contribute you can always send your messages to me you can follow me on twitter don't forget to follow me on twitter it's at alex okoji and you can follow the radio channel on twitter as well at the naked talk and you can hashtag the naked talk and send your comments to me i'll always get them on the show um 
don't forget, you, you can send me messages. You can always email me. Um, if, if there are any particular subjects you'd like for me to talk about or to share something you want to know my opinion, you can always um, ask Alex. Don't forget to hashtag ask Alex. You can send them to official at gmail.com. Or you can just email the naked talk at gmail dot com and we'll get your messages. Um, do you follow my do you follow my my crazy unfiltered random musings on my blog? You should check out my blog on www.alexrecordy.net. I like to share my thoughts. I like to uh, share quite a number of things. It's a crazy thing, but I do have quite a lot to share this year, even though it's been very busy. Um, um, I'm also working on you know my podcast. We put together a CD compilation of my podcast, of my um, audio podcast, the Audio Diary, Alex's Audio Diary, um, and it's at, yeah, we're putting it together. That's that's actually coming in March. It's coming soon. Um, it's um, a compilation CD from inspiration to celebration, and don't worry, um, you're gonna enjoy it. It's, um, uh, twenty twenty three, twenty four episodes of Alex's Audio Diary. Beautiful subjects, small subjects, um, different subjects, um, shots, different podcasts to help you um, find your way to celebration, inspire you into celebration, and things you can listen to in your car, at home, anywhere, um, and just having all of the playlists together in one, you know, in one compilation. Uh, let's let's take a quick uh, commercial break. Uh, don't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. one-stop shop for A-class events and entertainment, international artist management and promotion, logistics management, project management and brand enhancement with affiliates across South Africa, UK, Benin Republic, Togo, Ghana, Ivory Coast, Burkina Faso and Cameroon. Won't you rather let our dynamic team treat you like the respectable client that you are? Take it away, the stress from your business. Okay, we're back, and uh, this is still the Naked Talk with Alex Okoji, and yes, this is your girl, Alex. Um, I've had such an amazing time, you know, just sitting here and talking to you about failure and just finding a way to become, you know, 
successful and moving past the negativity of the word because that is, uh, um, I think, is a word that has, you know, there's a lot of misconception about the fact that they feel that, you know, the word failure means you, you're you no good or you're down on your luck or you'll never be successful or you're a mistake. I do not agree because I actually think that if you don't experience failure, then how? So um, I find that I, I actually find it to be um, an, uh, a helpful experience or a helpful tool. And the fact that we come from a place of experience. They say there's um, no best teacher than experience. Experience is the best best teacher. So, um, I mean, <laughs> truly, I mean, how else can you experience something or know what you're talking about if you haven't failed at it? So, failure, in my book, there's no such word as failure. And I, I also think I would like to advise that you also write a failure from your own book as well so that we can together, you know, experience success. Well, it's been an amazing time on The Naked Talk. I've had so much fun talking to you, and I can't wait for next week because next week we're going to have a guest. Yes. You know, I kind of like talking to myself once in a while. Oh, not talking to myself, but talking to you guys. And um, But next week we're going to have um, Joan Trepper on the show. Joan Trepper is um, she's an American. Um, uh, she, she, she's a, a philanthropist, and, um, and she also supports, um, helps wrongly convicted citizens, you know, um, she's she's an advocate. She's you know, um, an advocate, a social advocate, and she advocates for wrongly convicted citizens in the United States. And quite a number of people refer to her as Saint John. And I'll be truly excited to have Saint John on the show. She's in Minnesota, but it's going to be fun talking to her and having her talk to us about the American justice system. And you know, even how we can connect and relate with that here in Nigeria or in Africa. Because I believe that quite a lot of people who are in prison for just how the justice system works and how, but most importantly, how we can have someone who isn't a lawyer by by, practice, by profession be able to come out on her own to stand up against the, the justice system and stand up for people and do this pro bono. Um, so, um, well, it's going to be an interesting show. I'm, I can't wait. I can't wait to have her on the show next week on Talk Wednesday. Um, Know that um, expression is a sign of strength and weakness. You need not be ashamed of who you really are. Feel free to stay aware, be conscious of your realities and the things happening around you. And uh, it's okay to tell like it is. As always, I remain Alex Okoroji. Don't forget to check check my uh, check out my blog www.alexokoroji.net. You can follow me on Twitter on, on Twitter at Alex Okoroji. On Instagram at Alex Gurdji. Um you can find me on Facebook, Alex Gurdji, Google Plus. I think I'm all over the internet. <laughs> and of course, you can visit my official website www.alexgurdji. And yes, don't forget to join me and hang with. I'm always hanging with. You know, you can watch my live video broadcast, and we can talk there. You can always send me messages, and you can watch me live talk and uh, share quite a number of things. Um, as always, don't forget, I love you. I love you. I really love you for listening. Have an absolutely fantastic day. It's unscripted. It's unfiltered. It's uncalled.
You're listening to The Naked Talk with Alex Okorochi.